Welcome to Brookings First United Methodist Church and our podcast, Messages from First United Methodist Brookings. This podcast is an audio version of Pastor Pete Grassow and Pastor Krista Ducker's sermons from the First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. You can watch the full service online at any time on our website at brookingsmethodist.org or at the link in the episode notes. On behalf of the pastors and our entire church family, thank you for joining us. Our scripture reading for today, found in the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 24. I read from verse 13, the story of Jesus meeting disciples on the road to Emmaus. Luke 24, picking up at verse 13. Two of Jesus' followers were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking to each other about all the things that had happened. As they talked and discussed, Jesus himself drew near and walked along with them. They saw him, but somehow did not recognize him. Jesus said to them, What are you talking about to each other as you walk along? They stood still with sad faces. One of them named Cleopas asked him, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have been happening there these last few days? What things, he asked. The things that happened to Jesus of Nazareth, they answered. This man was a prophet and was considered by God and by all the people to be powerful in everything he said and did. Our chief priests and rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and he was crucified. And we had hoped that he would be the one who was going to set Israel free. Besides all that, this is now the third day since it happened. And then from verse 27. And Jesus explained to them what was said about himself in all the scriptures, beginning with the books of Moses and the writings of all the prophets. As they came near the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they held him back, saying, Stay with us, the day is almost over and it's getting dark. So he went in to stay with them. He sat down to eat with them, took the bread, said the blessing. Then he broke the bread and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. But he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, wasn't it like a fire burning in us when he talked to us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? Just so far, we give thanks to God for Luke and for Luke's account of the life of Jesus. In this passage we just read, I was struck by verse 17, Luke 24, 17. Let me reread it. Jesus said to them, What are you talking about to each other as you walk along? They stood still with sad faces. Very powerful phrase, standing still with sad faces. I suspect that most of us know this feeling. 
when sadness has overcome us to the point where our lives feel like we have come to a, sand, a standstill. Is this not our experience over the past two years? I certainly can think of some ways in which we have become sad. Uh, for example, the war in Ukraine has made us sad. It's a devastating tragedy that in the 21st century we've not learned how to speak peacefully with each other. The virus has made us sad. People we love have got sick. Perhaps we've got sick. And we know people who have died of COVID. We've also allowed the virus to divide us as a nation, and this has left us angry and sad. Closer to home, you might be carrying sadness because of illness or because of the death of someone you've loved. I certainly experienced this. My cousin got ill and then died, and I could not be there to mourn with the family. And so, over the past two years, being sad has almost become a way of life. And some have wondered if we will ever become happy again. I take us to the story of Jesus and the disciples on the road to Emmaus. I think it's a helpful place to reflect on moving our sadness to joy. For Lent, within our church, we're using a book on spiritual formation by Henri Nouwen. And he writes about the pathway to recovering our joy. Nouwen says that we need to do three things. We need to mourn our losses. We need to connect with our community. And we need to see who walks alongside us. First of all, the movement from sorrow to joy is to face and mourn our losses. I, I will quote from now on. You can never get to the joy if you dare not cry. If you do not have the courage to weep, if you don't take the opportunity to experience the pain. Because the fact is, we live in a culture that says, just ignore your grief. Be strong. Don't cry. Get over it. Move on. But if we don't mourn, our grief will hide deep inside of us and turn to bitterness. To go back to the story of the disciples of Jesus on the road to Emmaus, they had lost their joy. And it is at this moment that Jesus meets them. And Jesus asks them why they are mourning. Now, of course, Jesus knew what had happened. But here is Jesus allowing them space to mourn. He tells them to speak about the dreadful weight on their heart. Within our faith, we have a long tradition of lament. That safe space to pour out our hearts to God. The space to shake our fist at heaven to weep, to cry out our pain. I invite you to read the Psalms and see how many of them are prayers that express anguish and pain. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we too can bring our unhappy, sad hearts to God. 
having mourned our losses, I then invite us to connect to a history of pain and joy. In the study we're following, Henri Nouwen points to a well-loved parable from India where a mother was mourning the loss of her child. As she protested the unfairness of losing her child, she was challenged to go up and down the streets of her city to find the people who had not suffered the loss of someone they loved. And in the process, she discovered this one truth. Everyone has experienced death in their family. And here is the painful and yet liberating part of our life. We all experience loss. We all lose our youth and grow old. And in the process, we've had to let go of the homes we lived in and perhaps let go of the dreams of our youth and the energy and strength of our youth. We all lose our innocence and we experience lies and corruption and disillusionment and perhaps even discover failure in ourselves and in other people. We all lose friends and family members. Sometimes people move away or people change and no longer connect with us. And sometimes we lose people through death. And the fact that we will all lose our lives. Not one of us escapes our own death. And there is nothing we can do about this. The fact is, loss is an integral part of living life. But we're not unique in this. It's also the experience of everyone around us. And moving from sorrow to joy asks us to see that other people are dealing with their own sorrow. You see, Community and solidarity are at the heart of this movement from sorrow to joy. In fact, it's at the core of our Christian faith. I am reminded of the words of St. Paul. 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says, All of you are Christ's body, each one is a part of it. If one part of the body suffers, all the other parts suffer with it. If one part is praised, all the other parts share in its happiness. When we begin to feel the pain of our life in relation to other people's pain, we can all face it together. And here's the good news. There is one who walks beside us. To take us back to the story on the road to Emmaus, the amazing thing is Jesus never gave up on the disciples he walked with. Instead, he walked alongside them. This is the way of Jesus, walking alongside us. Jesus doesn't wait for us to become joyful in order to be with us. Jesus literally walks with us in this journey from sorrow to joy. Our bruised, battered spirits will discover the healing presence of Jesus leading us down the road to a new chapter of joy and peace. This is not denying our loss. Instead, this is learning to live with our losses in such a way that we allow Jesus to lead us to new joy. 
And so the invitation today to embrace our losses and find the joy in every single day we're alive. This is in fact deeply rooted in our Wesleyan tradition. I'm reminded of a loved hymn that we have grown up with. I quote just two verses from the hymn. What troubles have we seen? What conflicts have we passed? Fightings without, fears within, since we assembled last. But out of all, the Lord hath brought us by his love. And still he doth his help afford and hide us in the life above. So I wish you God's blessing. God's blessing as you grieve. God's blessing as you, as you discover a community that holds you in your grief. And God's blessing as you find Jesus walking alongside you. Thank you for listening to today's message from First United Methodist Brookings. To get every message delivered to you, subscribe to this podcast for free and leave us a review wherever you get yours. And be sure to watch for new podcasts from us launching in the coming months. You can always find more information about our services and outreach on our website at brookingsmethodist.org and on our Facebook page, Brookings First United Methodist Church. On behalf of the pastors of Brookings First United Methodist Church, thank you for listening and see you next time. This podcast was produced by Sam Becker on behalf of First United Methodist Church in Brookings, South Dakota. Intro and outro music was performed by our praise team under CCLI license number 9367199, streaming plus license number 21039161. Visit brookingsmethodist.org for more information.